I'm your host, John Frashante, back with another episode of First Team Podcast. Visit our website, firstteampod.com. For all the latest news on lower division soccer, which features a blog and an archive of all of our latest episodes, the website is firstteampod.com. The website is firstteampod.com. Thank you, John, for uh, you know supporting us through your webcast, and I think you're doing it. Even though you're a young man, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very young man to be sure. You know, I think I told you this. Um, I'm very, very proud of everything you have accomplished. Thank you. I am joined by fellow Cosmo supporter and editor on FirstTeamPod.com, Jose. How is it going, Jose? Hey, John. Uh, nice to mm-hmm. speak with you again. I, I wish, you know, it, it's like every time we get together, right, something mm-hmm. something not so good is going on yeah. with the Cosmos. And I wish we were getting together instead to talk about the upcoming spring season and mm-hmm. signings and things like that. But um, but here we are. But always great. Always great to talk to you. Hope hope you're doing good today yeah. uh, in this blizzard that, that we're having. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy weather. Crazy weather here in the Tri-State area. So on this week's episode, of course, we are going to talk about uh, the official news, the official statement from the New York Cosmos uh, that stated that the Cosmos are going to go on a hiatus. We are not sure how long that will be for, right? It could be a couple right. of years. Maybe it's based on that lawsuit because there were some tweets from various journalists saying that uh, they do expect some sort of resolution on that front this year, right? So maybe that's what Rocco's thinking. Uh, but what is your initial thoughts on that one? Of course, it's sad. Of course, we have been reporting on that maybe since November or December, right? So we knew behind the scenes what was going on. But I personally did not expect the Cosmos to ever come out with that statement, right? The one thing that shocked me when they tweeted that statement, they said, a thank you, Cosmos country, and stay safe. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really sad. And it just seems like it might be the end of this era of the club. Yeah, it sounded more like a goodbye than mm-hmm. a see you later or see you soon yeah, or yeah. see you next year. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I've thought a lot of different things. I've, I've kind of thought maybe it's related to the uh, NASL U.S. Soccer Federation lawsuit. You know, maybe Rocco just wants to to focus on that, and he has his his other club in Italy in Serie A, right, Fiorentina. So, and obviously he's got his his uh, MediaCom. Uh, company. So he has a lot on his plate. Um, obviously, you know, it's not like he's running all these businesses. Personally, he has people that work that work for him. Um, but it just seemed like the Cosmos was just the odd man out. And it just got pushed off to the side. Um, and I just, I don't feel a sense of engagement from him. You know, I remember the last time I saw him was at the Miami FC Cosmos NPSL National Championship in 2019, which which we lost and he came up into the supporters um, stand and he, you know, shook hands and, and apologized and he shook my hand and, and said, I'm sorry, you know, he kind of on behalf of the team not being able to win, he said he was sorry. But we all still felt like, oh, wow, it's great. Rocco's still here. He's engaged, um, even though he'd already bought that that team um, in Italy, he was still coming back and, and coming to our games. But after that, it's just been really quiet from him. So it's hard to say what, what he's thinking. Um, but yeah, it just, it really just seems like it's a, 
a uh, extended hiatus, not not just the spring or spring and fall or you know 2021. To me, I just think I don't see the team coming back under under his ownership. Unfortunately, I feel like this time around, I feel like the supporters they don't want to give up, right? Because we love the New York Cosmos. We don't want, I guess, one owner to control uh, the destiny of the club. But that's the reality of the PLS, right? That's the reality of U.S. soccer. If this was an open pyramid, we can maybe raise the money, buy the club off of Rocco, potentially, right? And uh, we can control the destiny as supporters of the club that we love in an open system. We love the club. It's just we have to pray for another rich owner that meets the net worth that meets the requirements if Rocco does want to sell right I said on last week's episode that if Rocco doesn't want to sell he should come out and say why he doesn't want to sell and uh, just share the vision of the future of the club right maybe it's a bigger exactly. picture thing right maybe that's right he thinks he's gonna win the lawsuit and if he does we don't know what's gonna happen when that does happen eventually right uh, because right. that will strike down the PLS and then uh, US soccer we're not sure what they will do on that front, right? But I think that's the problem that I have is that we want to see the Cosmos be successful. We want to see them uh, compete every single year and not have that question mark every single season. Uh, but we do have that. I believe when Rocco bought the club, for me, that felt like he was that owner. He was going to bring the Cosmos to the top, right? Not to Major League Soccer, but to be that local owner and to be that person uh, that is going against U.S. soccer. Uh, yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's, he showed a lot of ambition mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of the kind of roster that they put together. I think uh, he, he gave Gio Savarisi a pretty good good budget um, to to go and, and hire players of the caliber um, that we got got used to um, in, in the reboot, during the reboot seasons of the Cosmos, so that they could be competitive, not not just within the NASL, but also, you know, in any other um, uh, tournament like the, you know, U.S. Open Cup, which unfortunately the year under Rocco we did we did lose to a uh, a PDL team uh, you know, Reading United, um, they they played a great game, and unfortunately we lost. But but there were other international friendlies um, that we played. You know, we beat a La Liga team, and we uh, tied uh, you know a champion uh, in in the Middle East of of their um, of their league. So the team was certainly competitive, and uh, I think Rocco was very interested in in also competing right here in New York City in the market. There are two other MLS teams, um, Red Bulls and New York City FC, and uh, Cosmos were very much a part of the conversation here, or at least. Uh, at least in the in the papers. I mean, I remember seeing in the newspapers, kind of old fashioned, right? Just o- open up a newspaper and seeing the standings and seeing the Cosmos listed and and TV listings and things like that. So he was very ambitious about what he wanted to do with the team. But I think that once NASL lost its um, Division Two sanctioning from from U.S. Soccer. I think he didn't really see a way a way forward to, to keep going with his team. And though he did keep a, a team going in MPSL, it was not of the, the same um, caliber of what we had in NASL. And it's just been a, a steady decline since then, you know, culminating with um, with this hiatus. Yeah, and um, I guess you're talking about the first season there, right? 2017? when. That's right. uh Rocco saved the club. Uh, that was when the Cosmos were really in the newspapers. The schedule was there. Uh, I believe it was the New York Post, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was very exciting times because under oh, yeah. Seamus the O'Brien, and the subways, and yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, on the buses mm-hmm. and um, commercials on TV. Yeah, it was yeah. really, uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. So on Twitter, Bob Williams, right? He is a fellow journalist here. 
Um, and he offered some insight into why the New York Cosmos have decided to go on a hiatus. He says the club was struggling to find a stadium to play in, uh, with many venue owners, mostly universities, refusing to rent out their facilities uh, during a pandemic. Also, the costs of playing D3 soccer uh, during the pandemic and the federal antitrust lawsuit that they expect they will have something on that front sometime this year. So all that adding up all together, right? In my opinion, it sort of seems like Rocco just doesn't want to spend money this year, maybe because of the lawsuit. Uh, Maybe he believes that there will be a positive resolution on the the North American Soccer League front. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't don't become a billionaire and stay a billionaire Mm -hmm. um, by by spending money when you absolutely don't need to right everything Mm -hmm. is an investment everything is you you spend you spend money to make money and i think the cosmos had become one of those things that um he was spending money but it wasn't making any money or had hopes of making any money so when you look at it like that from just a kind of a cold financial business transaction it's very logical for him um you know the points that bob williams makes um about i mean i'm not disagreeing with him right but i guess i can be a little nitpicky about some of the points uh that he makes like saying that the club was was struggling to find a stadium to play in. Um, the fact of the matter is, you have Mitchell Mitchell Field. Um, it's not great in terms of the location that it's out on Long Island, not near public transportation. It's it's a challenge for city-based supporters to get there. But uh, fact is, last uh, last fall for the NISA season, they did play. They didn't allow any fans into into the stadium. So that arguably could have continued if they really needed a place to play. Uh, perhaps the Cosmos were looking for somewhere with in the, the confines of the five boroughs to play at a university. Uh, in the past, you know, we played at uh, Camiso Stadium up at Columbia University and also St. John's, uh, Belson, Belson Field in, in Queens. Maybe maybe those were places that they were looking to, to play games and they're not able to. In terms of costs, yeah, I mean, the money... Um, D3 soccer, sure, you know, you're you're paying all your players. It is professional level. Um, I know that when they were in the in the bubble uh, in Detroit for uh, the, the fall tournament, there was certainly testing protocols and things that were going on that all of the um, owners had to pay money into and, and naturally traveling. Um, I think that for for some of the uh, some of the games, they they traveled locally by bus just to, to stay in their bubble. Um, and perhaps they they flew out to Detroit. I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I guess the million dollar question, no pun intended, is this this whole lawsuit and what and what happens and what impact is it having? And is that what's on? On Rocco's mind, but it's like um, like the last two three times you and I have spoken here, we just we don't know what Rocco is thinking. Um, it, it'd be you know it'd be great to uh, to hear from him in some way. Yeah, and um, we have reported uh, that Rocco Camiso he is spending uh, seven figures every single month on that lawsuit against the United States Soccer Federation. So that is a lot of money, right? And then also spending a couple of million dollars every single year um, funding the New York Cosmos. Right. And um, on the COVID-19 testing front in NISA, I was told that not every single club, I guess, has the same resources as Rocco and the Cosmos, right? Which means that they were not tested as many times, right? So I don't know if that's a fair observation. Hard to say, really, Mm -hmm. because, you know, NISA... 
it's it's a it's a soccer association, right? It's not a league. It's an association of of teams and an association of other other leagues. So they're not as centrally managed the way, let's say, USL is, where they have a lot of control, um, or MLS, that single entity. So um, I, I guess they just kind of set a, a minimum bar, maybe, and teams are supposed to meet that bar. So yeah, certainly Cosmos are uh, going above and beyond from from the way the the, the players tell it. Uh, you and I, we know. We know we've heard from different players who have said that everything done inside the cosmos was was uh, of the utmost professionalism in terms of uh, you know access to to trainers and uh, and health and um, you know meals and 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 all of that and and how they travel again it's it's hard to 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 know um, you know how, how much more money he would want to spend um, as far as a lawsuit uh, it's been going on since september of 2017 so you're talking over three years now you know 36 months uh probably the better part of 40 months so even if even if you're uh, not spending uh let's say you're spending a million dollars a month um, that's 40 million dollars that are just gone uh so at some point he must he had his breaking point and said well i'm going to cut back on the costs where I can. I can't cut the cost of the lawsuit, but I can cut the costs of, of this New York Cosmos team. So um, again, financial transaction, um, but we just don't don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? We're fans and Rocco's seeing this as a business transaction, right? He's seeing this mm-hmm. as business. Um, so maybe we should view that in that way, even though we love the boys in green, right? And and we right. want to see them play every single season. So I want to end on this one. Uh, first team podcast, right when that news came out officially that the New York Cosmos are going to go on that hiatus. Uh, we're not sure for how long. Hopefully, uh, maybe one season they will sit out. Hopefully, only one season and not two, three seasons because the Rhinos, right? They announced in USL that they're going on that hiatus a couple of years ago and they're still not playing right no sign of them yeah yeah it's it's been i think a good at least two seasons yeah yeah mm-hmm. two three seasons now mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think they still employ i think at least two to three people uh, to sort of keep the brand going you know right so that's the sad part is that the cosmos you really don't want to see the club not play for the next 10 20 30 years because you're not sure when they will return um, right. because there's always the fear of major league soccer or those enemy uh, organizations in uh, U.S. soccer that might want to take over the Cosmos brand. Um, so, first team podcast, we are launching this campaign, this movement, whatever you want to call it, and it's just an email list at the moment. Uh, but the goal is to provide the people that sign up to that email list uh, a weekly email newsletter to sort of provide an update on what's going on behind the scenes at the Cosmos, if the Cosmos are up for sale, uh, who are the parties that might be interested in that. And once right. we know for sure what's going on, then we could sort of move forward with that group, right? Um, so I think that's where we are at the moment as a supporter base is that Rocco owns the club. He is not doing any interviews. He He is not sharing any information on the future of the club. We just have that statement on social media and that's it, right? And then you have some parties that might be interested if the Cosmos are put up for sale. Those parties have to figure out if the Cosmos are actually for sale. So that's where we are at the moment. Um, It's 
just a waiting game on our uh, side here. Um, but we will keep you posted, of course. And lastly here, Jose, you said before when we were off the air, uh, you said that the five points, they might be working on something uh, on a similar front. So can you share something on that? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, what I can say is that this is this is something that's been a long time mm-hmm. coming. It dates back a little bit to uh, yeah. in late 2016 when the Cosmos, under the previous ownership, ceased operations and uh, really a- appeared to be dead for all intents and purposes. At the time, um, supporters got together. They they you know organized, and that the, at the time the attempt was to somehow bring back bring back the team, right? Sort of like a Phoenix club, um, bring bring back the Cosmos badge and have a, a team play, um, you know, in some in some lower division here in the New York City area, uh, just so that we could keep going uh, somehow, some way and, and honor, honor the badge and the history of the team. Uh, you know, thankfully then at that point, Rocco came in and purchased the team and um, that that effort kind of stopped there. So what, what's been happening um, ever since the Cosmos really appear to um you know go go away this time around is that the uh, there's members in the five points that are working together to look look at that previous effort of what was done how far along it got and um you know and and the idea is just to someone like what you said just organize let's get fans organized from all all walks of life um and let's figure out what we can do uh, as a as a you know um not just uh, official supporters uh, groups that that uh, that support the Cosmos, but also also uh, you know what, what you would think of as a casual fan. You know, is there anything that anyone can do to to get together um, to either um, you know maybe help help with a, with a sale uh, if it's influencing a sale or anything like that, or just or just keeping keeping the team going in one way or another. Hopefully, something will come out sooner than later on that. But uh, yeah, watch watch that space. Um, Something, something hopefully will come out soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of First Team Podcast. There is plenty of content on the way with our second episode of the week, which is First Team Podcast Extra Time with Kiesel Broom with former professional soccer player Kiesel Broom, which is released weekly on Thursdays. Lastly, keep it locked at firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. That is the one-stop shop for everything on Lower Division Soccer.